Hey everybody, and welcome back to the second podcast of today. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and welcome to Swoop Radio. Man, I know it's been a long time, but Swoop Radio is posting a two-podcast special event this week. My last podcast, I talked about the Sixers recap, some head coaching possibilities, and the Flyers season recap for today's later podcast. I am getting into the, some racial injustices and how they're being addressed in professional sports. I love it. Got a little special message for everybody. And I'm also going to go down the Eagles schedule and rank and decide if the Eagles are going to win or lose each game. So I hope you guys stick around for that. But for first, for the first topic, I have got to get into what the ML, what the MLB NBA, NFL are doing. The NHL did. Uh, the NHL eventually did the right thing, but at first they were going to have their players play, and, and, and then until a couple of their African American hockey players spoke out about the racial inequality, that's when the NHL stepped down and postponed everything. For those that did not know, that do not know what happened, the NBA and the NHL sh- completely shut down their postseason plays due to the police brutality of Jacob Blake literally not even like what three months after George Floyd and and that's just named and there's millions of other names that I'm not even mentioning it the problem is so many people especially white people continue to get defensive when they talk about race and treat everything so individually. So when people say cops are abusing their power, they immediately, what they do is they immediately associate cops that they know that are doing their job right and start to get defensive because they're like, well, now you're making fun of my my friend or my my uncle or my brother, my my family that's that's a part of this. And now they get defensive. And see, that is a consistent problem. And no one loves to acknowledge that. No one acknowledges that. Especially, like, no one that is ignorant is acknowledging that. People that are ignorant are not acknowledging that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not really clear there. So I'm just sitting here, just absorbing and just taking everything and taking everything in and thinking, like, people get so defensive. Just like how when Colin Kaepernick was just peacefully protesting and took a knee during the American flag, instead of getting defensive and thinking about all the people that are in the military, think to yourself why they are doing what they are doing. Because just like how, just like how white people have had so many military people in their families come home from gruesome wars, I get it. The war is not, the war is crazy. People have mad PTSD. I study psychology. I know everything. Post-traumatic stress disorder is real. And and the way how we treat our veterans when they come back, white or whatever is disrespectful. White, black, Hispanic, whoever is disrespectful in general. But think about this. In the 60s, when... Even even before the 60s, World War I happened, World War II happened, even in the Civil War, blacks were fighting alongside whites. So while whites came home to 
a great life, blacks would come home to to systemic oppression and racism. Think about it. After World War II, we can't even share the freaking same fountain of water. We can't walk down the same lines. So whereas white people are benefiting and having a great time, black people come home, even though they fought in the same war, are coming home to racial inequality. Let that sink in. So for everyone that loves to get so defensive about, oh my God, I have family that in the military and they served. It's not about that. And honestly, congrats to everyone that can put up with the war and that serve in the military. My sister is in the military. Salute to your service. I thank every single one of them for their service. But my problem is you got, instead of being so judgmental and being getting so defensive, ask yourself and think to yourself, why are people protesting against racial inequality and systemic oppression and systemic racism? Because the voting polls... The voter suppression tactics that are used against minority voters, that's just voting. Then you have redlining where they they segregate people that do not have enough income. It's, it's redlining. They create rich condos in the cities. The government has done that. Instead, instead of instead of getting defensive, think about that. Think about the slavery. Think about all the trauma and the hundred years of trauma. But see, people don't think that because they're only in their own little butter bubble and they don't see things from the out other person's viewpoint. And that is the consistent problem we face here. And our president is just as dumb and, and naive as the ignorant white people because he is an ignorant white person. So if your leader is an ignorant white person, of course, your people are going to reflect that. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. But I love what the NFL did. Well, not love. I like what the NFL did. It's a step in the right direction. If, if people are not going to respect black people and respect their culture, then they don't need to play. And people that are saying, oh, sports game political, political no. Sports should get political. You know why? Because all these players have a platform. They make millions of dollars. They have millions of followers. That is a platform. That is an audience. You can teach your audience the right way. I don't care who you are. Every single one of you, when you touch that button on social media, you are talking to a platform. So players and professionals that are celebrities are using that platform. So let that sink in. So instead of getting defensive and telling people to shut up and dribble, even though I heard that on Fox News, complete garbage, by the way, she should lose her job, but she's not. Let that sink in, folks. Ask yourself why people are doing this instead of quickly getting defensive and thinking about your brother or sister that served in the military. Thank you for your service as I let that sink in. All right. Now, this concludes the first topic of today's podcast, of the second podcast of today. I just have to get that message across. 
Listen to Swoop Radio every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on the Anchored.fm app. Hope you guys have a wonderful day, guys. And stay tuned because I'm going to get into the Eagle schedule and my predictions of the win-loss record. But this is Josh signing off for now. Swoop will be right back. Hey everyone and welcome to the second and final topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier I talked about what the NFL did in a protest. I absolutely love it and I also gave you guys a very special take on how I feel about everything. But as I mentioned in my previous top and my previous topic, I'm going to give you guys a see an Eagles season prediction based off of their record. Well, obviously, we know that the Eagles lost to the Washington football team last week. Um, I'm going to get into the game and give you guys my honest opinion and what I thought about the game um, a little bit later on. But for now, let's get started with the Eagles record. So obviously, right now, the Birds sit at 0-1. They lost this game. And I think that this game is really going to hurt them late in the season, especially when playoff time comes, comes around. This week they play the Los Angeles Rams, and I know the Eagles' offensive line struggled so vital. They were dreadful. Between them and Carson Wentz, it was an awful game, by far the the worst game of Doug Peterson's coaching career. That being said, I think the Eagles bounce back and they go to then they move to one and one for the year. I really like the Eagles' chances against the Rams. Then they play home against the Bengals. I got the Eagles winning that game easily. Eagles are now two and one. Then the Eagles take a trip, and they're on the road against the 49ers and the Steelers. I think they come out of that 1-1, one and, one, and the Eagles will be 3-2. and two. I see them beating the 49ers, but then losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I have the Eagles sitting there at 3-2 and two through five games. Then they take on Baltimore at home. I don't like the Eagles' chances in that game, honestly. So I think the Eagles are now 3-3. Three three. They're a 500 team. But then I think the Eagles catch fire and get on a roll. They got the Giants at home. I got the Eagles winning. Now they're 4-3. Cowboys at home. I like the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. 5-3. Giants on the road. I like the Eagles to beat the Giants. 6-3. And And then they got Cleveland at Cleveland. I like the Eagles to beat the Browns. And now they're 7-3 and and flying high. Then here comes a rough patch where they got the Seahawks, Green Bay, and the Saints. I think the Eagles go 1-2 and two in those games. I think they lose to Seattle because Seattle just has our number. So now we're 7-4. and four. They lose to the Packers. So now they're 7-5. and five, And then they bounce back and they beat the Saints at home. So now they're 8-5. and five. Then they're on the road to take on the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Eagles win that football game. So now they are 9-5. and five. Then they lose to Dallas on the road. Now, now the Eagles are 9-6. and six, And then they beat the Washington football team. So I have the Eagles sitting there at 10-6. and six, And I can easily see them go 9-7 and seven as well. 10-6, and 9-7, I think this Eagles football team is. Right where they were last year. I think the Eagles get in as a wild card team. 
this year because no team has repeated as the NFC East champion since like 04. That's how long it's been. So I really like the Eagles to go 9 and 7, 10 and 6 this year. And I like our chances to make that eighth, to make that seventh or sixth seed in the playoffs. But again, if you guys agree or disagree, feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. But now I got to talk about the task at hand. And then I'll conclude with my predictions for this week. I'm going to think of some games in week two of the NFL. And I'm going to predict to see who's going to win and who's going to lose. I always will do Eagles in Dallas just because um, I got I got to do that. Um, but anyway, this Eagles game against the Washington football team was by far the worst coach game in the Doug Peterson era. It's right up there with Miami. It's right up there with the Detroit Lions. It was absolutely disgusting. The Eagles jumped to a 17-0 lead. They're flying high. And then the we all knew the Washington football team had a great defensive line. And the Eagles offensive line was missing Lane Johnson. Jason Peters is not the Jason Peters of old. This is not a good offensive line. Yet, there was no adjustments from Doug Peterson. There was absolutely no adjustments whatsoever. And if you're the coach, your number one job is to, yes, you have your scripted plays in the first quarter. Great. But after, what are you going to adjust to what the defense is giving at you? And there was a sequence. I listened to Sal Palantonio on I on I-97.5, my fault, the fanatic. I was on I-95 while I was listening to this. <laughs> but he said... That once Carson Wentz threw that first pick and they scored that touchdown, Chase Young was talking mad trash to the Eagles saying, you better finish the game. Where's the fight? Where's the resiliency? The fact that the Washington football team's rookie has more energy than the entire Eagles team? Disgusting. Pathetic. 17-0 Eagles. 17-0. Wentz throws two picks. Yes, the offensive line gave up eight sacks, but I I blame four of those sacks on Wentz. You cannot hold the ball that long. If the play is dead, chuck it and throw it away. Stop trying to be the hero. Stop trying to win the game on a play. The game is won. You got to take it quarter by quarter, minute by minute. You can't just think that, oh, if I make this play, we're going to win the game. No, it's a, you got to play a full 60 minutes. And you got to be ready. And Carson Wentz played a great 30 minutes. Stunk the second half. By far his worst performance as an Eagle. Absolutely disgusting. And the fact that I'm saying this now. That the Eagles lost to the Washington football team. I'm beyond furious and pathetic with this Eagles team. Absolutely pathetic. The defense was great. Yeah, they gave up 24 points. But the Washington football team had the ball to start in Eagles territory six times. The Eagles went for it on two on two fourth downs in their own territory, did not get it. Wentz throws two picks, Washington football team has it in their own territory. If you give a team multiple chances in the red zone and in your opposing territory, they're going to come up with at least three or six every single time. Absolutely pathetic on the offensive end from the Eagles, their line, and Carson Wentz. 
And I will say this now. If Wentz has a season like this, he might as well kiss the starting job with the Philadelphia Eagles goodbye. I'm not one of those people, though, that's going to panic and say, oh, my God, one game, Carson Wentz. No. Carson Wentz is the guy. But if he continues to play like this and we're in week eight, week nine, week 10, and this team is struggling, it's time to snip, snip Wentz and go Jalen Hurts in a heartbeat. But I know Jalen Hurts is probably going to sit out this year and because he has a lot of work to do for him. But anyway, that concludes my Eagles Washington football team topic. I will say this though, week 17 when the two teams play against each other, I'm betting the Eagles to rout them. That's just, I'm sorry, Washington fans. You guys got your win. You can make fun of us all you want. I get it. Rightfully so. We were absolutely pathetic. But now I'm going to conclude this topic. I'm going to pick four games and I'm going to make swoops picks. It's back. I did not do week one because I wanted to feel out week one and see what the teams were doing. So Eagles-Rams, I got the Eagles defeating the Rams. I think Wentz has a bounce-back game. And I think the Eagles actually, their offensive line adjusts to Aaron to Aaron Donald. I like the Eagles in this game 27-20. to 20. I expect Goff to throw a couple picks in this game. The next game I am looking at is the Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons. I expect Dallas to come back and bounce back and beat the not Washington, and beat the Atlanta Falcons in this game. I got the Cowboys winning 28 to 28 to 17. I think the Falcons get a late touchdown late, but overall, I got to go with the Dallas Cowboys. The Baltimore Ravens are taking a trip to the to the Houston Texans. I got the Ravens beating the Texans in this game. I just think the Texans these first couple weeks. They got to fill out their offense. And and without DeAndre Hopkins, week one, it was dreadful. I think it continues into week two. Expect the Ravens to blow out the Texans. And my final game that I'm going to predict is the Patriots and the Seahawks. The Patriots are going to Seattle. Cam Newton versus the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm going to go with Seattle in the game. I think Cam Newton plays a good overall great game. But I think Russell Wilson at the end wins it for the Seattle Seahawks. And let's be and let's be honest, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league, hands down. I would love to see the Patriots upset. I'm 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 rooting for Cam Newton. I am. I hope he's my comeback player of the year prediction. And then the, and I have the Patriots winning 10-11 games like usual. But we should see what happens. So my predictions for the week: Eagles. Cowboys, Seahawks, and the Ravens. You guys can tune in to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on Anchor.fm. Just search Swoop Radio and I'll pop right up. Hope you guys have a wonderful night, wonderful day. Stay safe during COVID. This is Josh signing off. Swoop!